2: Domes y caballeros, bienvenidos. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it, this hour we're talking combat sports. Yes, my name is Pedro Fernandez. I'm the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the Radio Airways, folks. Having defended that title off for better than 33, make that 33 years so straight up today, we're talking boxing. UFC, Bellator, all kinds of mixed martial arts to talk about. Of course, boxing is a mixed martial arts. People say to me, what is boxing? Boxing is a mixed martial arts, baby. Learn to live with it. Straight up, we're talking boxing, a little pro wrestling, but straight up, we're looking straight, looking uh, uh, directly at the world of mixed martial arts. Say, of course, with Bellator and the UFC both having events this weekend. Open phone lines around the world, 1-800-878-PLAY. That was 1-800-878-7529. News on Manny Pacquiao, the Filipino icon, of course, going to fight over in the uh, United Arab Emirates without promoter Bob Arum, without top rank. That's right. He's shedding his promoter, going to Dubai. Tax-free money, money in buckets. They just give you money in buckets over there, in little armored cars. I know I've been to Dubai. It's a crazy, crazy place, and I can just imagine this being just a cash run for Manny Pacquiao. No doubt about that. Open phone lines around the world. 1-800-878-PLAY That's 1-800-878-7529 You are tuned to Ring Talk live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio Series, XM, Satellite Radio, and the American Forces Network.
3: Hello, good, good evening, everybody. Um, first, um, I would like to thank God for uh, giving me uh, strength tonight and um, to to uh, victory tonight. And, and I would like to thank all the press and media. Uh, thank you, muchas gracias, maraming maraming salamat po, all of you, and I will see you soon.
4: Four five three nine zero five.
1: I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family.
0: Call now for hope and help with proven, gentle recovery programs.
3: I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs.
0: I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone
4: who cares. Call 800-545-3905. 800-545-3905.
1: That's 800-797-1256.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. I blinked and I cured my brain.
2: Check the clock. Make that 12 minutes past hour. This is Sports Byline. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Welcome back to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Let's talk about some of the fights that have already taken place this week. That's right. Big fights Friday night. Jose Felix Jr. thought to be the, well, one of the up-and-coming stars. And, of course, south of the border, not so, maybe. Lost last night, now 35-2-1. and But the young man he lost to is no schmo. I mean, I can't believe this was such an upset in the minds of some of the boxing media. But Jonathan Makalo came in at 24-2, and left obviously 25-2. and A unanimous decision winner across the board. Give him some props. He went in there and pulled the upset. Of course. We've got the big fights coming up. The big, big fights for the World Heavyweight Championship going down. Of course, talk about Vladimir Klitschko doing his thing with Anthony Joshua. That's gonna be a big bout. Of course, looking guys looking to uh, match talents with Joshua and Klitschko include the current WBO champion Joseph Parker, undefeated out of course uh, New Zealand. He's gonna be defending his title pretty soon against Tyson Fury's brother uh, Tyson Fury's cousin Huey Fury. Can Huey fight? Huey can fight a little bit. All those gypsies can fight a little bit. Of course, they all that's how they, they sort of came to prominence, fighting in the street. That's right. He was the toughest gypsy of them all. I'm talking about Tyson Fury before he got all coked out and emotionally screwed up and things like that. But no, he was the king of the gypsies. And I guess when you're six foot seven, six foot eight, you can be king of just about anything. I mean if I was six foot seven, I'm not bragging or boasting, but if I was six foot seven, I'd be knocking guys out until I was ninety-five or a hundred years old. Six foot seven, having those kind of physical advantages and losing fights. Mm, doesn't seem possible. No, not when you're five foot nine. But that's that's speaking from a junior welterweight perspective. I'm talking about talent versus talent. Of course, that fight last night, Friday night, took place in El Paso, Texas. Now, as we look at the schedule for Saturday night, boxing wise, wow, Lamont Peterson, of course, out of Washington D.C., is a oh, about a three and a half to one favorite to dethrone a guy by the name of David Abiziane. Now, that's pretty easy when you look at his his real name that he was born at, and you can never ever say that on the air, no matter what. He's a once beaten fighter, of course. Peterson, eh, not the greatest thing in the world, of course. Didn't he test positive for Flintstone vitamins a couple years ago and said that they were uh, prescription-advised and things like that? So I don't know about him. And, of course, the one decision that he had was very, very controversial was over Amir Khan in Washington, D.C. Remember that a bunch of years ago on television? Speaking of Khan— Looking to do things possibly with Kell Brook now. Of course, Kell Brook's the WBA title holder out of the, uh, I take that back, the IBF title holder out of the UK. And you got to give Kell Brook some props. Of course, he just got his head handed to him by Gennady Golovkin. had a facial bone broken, but he's going to come back and fight Amir Khan. No big risks there. I mean, Khan maybe will outbox you, as he was Canelo Alvarez in that fight. He was outboxing Alvarez. It's not... How can I put this? It's not an understatement to say that that Amir Khan is a great, great boxer, a technician, a mechanic. As far as mechanical skills are concerned, he's he's incredible, okay? But he can't catch. And when he can't catch, it's a little crazy. It's sort of like, a, put it this way. when I mean by I catch is he hasn't got a good chin. And when I say he can't catch, if he can't catch in football and you're a wide receiver, guess what? You're not in the game. If you can't catch in boxing, you're not in the game. So Lamont Peterson... He's in one main event tonight. The co-main event is going to have Adrian Broner. And, of course, Broner. Wow. The upset, Um, maybe Bruin. Anytime he fights, it's a possible of an upset. Because, you know, Adrian Broner, of course, out of Cincinnati, Ohio, now 32-2. and two. Kid's been on the show in the past. And one time he appeared on the show and he was getting a haircut. I guess he thought he was, like, so cool like Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye, I watched, get a haircut one time with a hat on. But this young man got a haircut uh, while he was on the radio. I kid you not. 27 years old. The record is it speaks for itself, but when you look at some of the guys that he's fought, eh, not a whole lot there. You know what I'm trying to say? But he lost to Sean Porter, he lost to Marcos Medina, and of course, you know some of the wins that he's had. How can I put this? Haven't been. I mean, all, all early on he was knocking everybody dead. This is no doubt about it. When you look at his last six fights, you know he's had a couple of TKOs, but not over guys that you want to write home about. I mean, 19 and one, Khabib. Uh, I can't get his last name. Anyway, and, of course, his last win over, Ashley Theopane. That wasn't too bad, but Theopane came in at 39-5. and five. Think about that. He was going to leave 39-6. Pretty obvious, wasn't it? Anyway, Adrian Broner, a big favorite tonight, a 3-1 to one favorite at home in Cincinnati on Showtime. Now, when Showtime's championship boxing ventures into the city of Cincinnati, Ohio, it will be the first time I believe they've uh, emanated there or boxing's emanated from the city that brought us the Hawk, Aaron the Hawk Pryor, of course, passed away a few months ago. My buddy, when he was flying on coke and when he was sober, we were both cool. That was cool to be around Aaron Pryor. I remember back in 1985, we were at the uh, the Marvin Hagler-Tommy Hearns fight, and Tommy Hearns had just got carried out of the ring, stretchered basically out of the ring by Marvin Hagler. And me and, her, and, me and Aaron are standing there... Um, in the dressing room waiting on Marvin Hagler in the dressing room in the post-fight press conference, waiting on Marvin Hagler. And we're talking back and forth and his eyeballs are jumping all over his eyes, like a pinball machine. And I knew he was on, on the stuff. I mean, that was his thing, you know, Colombian dust. That was his drug of preference. But that night, I especially remember spending a lot of time with Aaron, the Hawk prior. And of course got to spend time with him later. And I'm sort of glad that he um, reconciled with the late Alexis Arguello, another young man. I want to say young, but he's passed away that uh, I had a good, good intimate relationship. Of course, Alexis and I spent, what, 10 days together down in Managua, Nicaragua, and I went down there and spent time at his house, of course, trying to get him into rehab. And a, year, a few months later, he realized he needed to go into rehab when the cops told him it's either rehab, Pedro was giving you rehab as an option, now I'm giving you rehab as a mandatory thing. Either you go to rehab, Alexis Hargway, or you go to jail. So Alexis went to rehab, and of course, a few years later, after cleaning up his act, he was shot to death, um, either by his own hand or somebody else's, but I think he was shot in the chest, which is sort of weird. How do you shoot yourself in the chest with a rifle? But he did. That's the way he did, according to the Nicaraguan police, police course, much like Arturo Gatti's murder. Although, you know, back looking back at Arturo Gatti's murder and the fact that his wife looked so dirty in that, um, I'm, I'm reexamining the evidence from from another point of view, And of course, being an ex-policeman and a licensed private investigator with over 30 years of experience. Um, I looked hard at that case, and I found it hard to believe that that Gotti could hang himself with that little, you know, that 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 purse strap. It was, he allegedly hung himself by a off a banister with a, a a purse strap, his wife's purse strap. Okay, I was of the opinion that she had choked him to death. I mean, the evidence looked like she had wrapped that thing around his head and just, you know, struggled with him until he he was drunk, and she struggled with him until uh, until he was no more. But you know, now I look look at it from a different perspective, and a few years later, you know, the wife has moved on. Um, she moved back to Canada, so she's got the wife and the The wife and the, kid, the, wife and, the uh, and the kids, our Turagati kids, are in Canada, and that's sort of cool. I think that's really cool. She had enough stones to come back to Canada. Holy cow! I didn't think she'd ever come back, but she did. She came back. She faced the music. She's under the scrutiny. But again, you know, when Gotti's brother, when Gotti's brother cleared her a couple of years ago in his mind that gave me a totally different look at the entire picture and just made me think that, you know, some family members like the mother and other members would just always be, always never trust her. She was a stripper. You know, a stripper is like, you know, a heartbeat away from a hooker in the minds of a lot of people. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're just college girls working their way through school. But other times, you know, they're turning tricks on the side. That's the reality of it. Okay, but when you think of stripper uh, in the minds of a lot of conservative people in this country, in this world, you're thinking a not-so-good woman. So they had a negative, uh, negative thoughts of Mrs. Gotti from the get-go. And, of course, she had her will changed about a month and a half or two months before he died, and that sort of laid to even more suspicion. So there were a lot of coincidences. And, of course, when coincidences don't add up, you have a crime. I don't know. I don't think you have a crime here. I really don't. I think Sherlock Holmes could look at this case as well and say that Arturo Gotti in all likelihood, committed suicide and was not killed by his wife. And who would ever think that I would say that? But, yeah, I'm going out on a limb. I've changed my entire perspective on that. As an ex-cop now, looking at the same evidence, looking at the very same evidence from a different slant, I think Arturo Gatti killed himself a few years ago when he died down there in Brazil. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. This is Ring Talk, live, worldwide. Open phone lines around the world, one 800 878-play that's 1-80-878-7529. Bellator MMA tonight. We'll get to that at 40 minutes past the hour. The USC is going to be rocking and rolling on Sunday, of course, on Fox Sports One. So lots of MMA this weekend and boxing as well. And don't forget, I keep trying to remind people, boxing is MMA. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. This is the Saturday edition, 11 a.m. Pacific time. We air for an hour on Saturday combine both boxing and mixed martial arts. Of course, we come back Saturday night. Johnny Taco and his all-stars come to you for two hours of sports. A little social humor as well. That's 10 p.m. Pacific time. And then we're back, Rink Talk Live Worldwide Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Two hours, an hour of boxing and an hour of mixed martial arts right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. This is Ring Talk. Live worldwide from the city by the bay, San Francisco, California.
5: Make a million losers. <laughs> That's the way it goes.
4: The This is a health warning from Dr. Approved Medical, America's trusted resource for back braces. If you're 65 or older and suffering from back pain, you may qualify to receive an advanced pain-relieving back brace at little or no cost to you. Many people are now using our pain-relieving back brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and experience pain relief that they haven't felt in years. Don't let your back pain turn into something worse. Remember, if you qualify for no money out of pocket, there's nothing to lose and only real pain relief to gain. Our friendly team
6: Once more, 800-758-0725.
0: Just what do you think of him as a fighter, huh? Well, his footwork's lousy, he can't
5: count a punch. his timing stinks, and he doesn't breathe properly. But you'll like him as a person. Well, he has a nice smile.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
6: Yeah, that's him, man.
2: it. I did not mention the fact that, uh... Jim Myers passed away. Of course, George the Animal Steel. You might have heard it in the national news. But let's see, rest of the iconic wrestling figure, not really an iconic figure until he hooked up with Miss Elizabeth and Randy Savage. Of course, they did that Beauty and the Beast act. But George the Animal Steel passed away at the age of 79 born. Jim Myers, of course, a good guy got some good shoot interviews i'll be running them on no holds barred that sunday at 5 p.m pacific time right here on sports Violent. in fact i might sneak one sneak one of those in on the sunday edition of ring talk live worldwide but he was part of wrestlemania 2 and he was part of the evolution of the world wrestling federation of course into the wow the 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 power broker that it is right now in the world of professional wrestling of course when you have absolute power Absolute power corrupts and what am I trying to tell you is there's other wrestling in the world. Check it out. British wrestling, of course. Uh what do they call that? Wow, what a culture of pro wrestling over there in in, in uh the UK. They've got New Japan pro wrestling over in Japan that kicks ass. And of course, here in the US of A, we've got ROH and of course Ring of Honor and uh total nonstop action. They they dropped the TNA. It's like impact wrestling. Now, of course, Jeff Jarrett, the former champion, the former owner of that. Of that company before he sold it to Dixie Carter, and I think it was Panda Foods, and of course they they ran that company into the ground, folks. How can you start off with the telecast? I know I'm all going off boxing and MMA for a second, but how can you go out? How can you how can you draw two million people a week, two million two hundred thousand people a week, and drop it down to a hundred thousand? How do you go from two million to a hundred thousand? How could somebody? How could somebody mess up? I mean, what? I'm just flabbergasted. Anyway, let's go back to boxing. Last night, of course, and Friday night, I was talking about the fight where Jonathan Mycelo came in at 24-2, and left at 25-2, and that unanimous nod of Jose Felix. But he dropped him. He dropped him like five times. I mean, Felix was ranked number three by the World Boxing Organization, WBO number three. I think he was ranked number 12 by the IBF, but he was 35-2-1, and now with 27 KOs, But dropped five times. He was dropped five times, and something's wrong with these scores. Me being a judge, um, you know, with the Association of Boxing Commissions, a sanctioned and licensed judge by that honorable group, I saw the scores at 95-90, 97-98, 97-88, and 96-90. But if you knock the guy down five times, yikes. I mean, where are the scorecards there? What's going on there? If you knock the guy down five times, that's five two-point rounds. You know, you're going to win by a whole lot more than those points. Ninety-five, ninety. Come on, ninety-six, ninety. Think about that, folks. You don't have to be no mathematician or accountant to figure that out. Five two-point rounds. Or at least or two. Come on. If you don't give them a two-point round for every round in which you drop somebody, and the rounds in which if you were multiple drops, those are 10-7 rounds. People don't realize that. You've got to be able to, how can I put this, be able to look at a round and say, is this round is this, are we talking totally dominant here? I mean, totally dominant plus, you know, like uh, uh, punctuation marks, like knockdowns included. If you've got knockdowns included, you've got a totally dominant round, you've got to score that round according to the Association of Boxing Missions. And whether it's MMA or boxing, you've got to score it a 10 7 round. You just have to. I mean, 10 8 rounds, they're underused in both boxing and mixed martial arts. You usually have to get a knockdown in the world of boxing to score a 10 a 8 round, but you shouldn't have to. Because you know, a lot of times you're just kicking the snot out of a guy, and you don't have to knock him down. You're just kicking the snot out of him, maybe pitching a shutout for three rounds, for three minutes of the round, or close to three minutes of the round. You deserve an extra point if you're if you're shoe shining somebody. You deserve to be you deserve the acknowledgement of the judges and a ten round. But sometimes that just doesn't happen anyway. Mycello, an upset winner last night. More power to him. Look for him to rocket in the WO ratings. No doubt about that. Now, Roy Jones Jr., remember him. Man, he was my guy. 1988 Olympic silver medalist. Of course, he got the guy jobbed over there in Seoul, South Korea when they they gave the decision to the, the Korean fighter. When well, you know Roy licked him like a stamp. I mean that 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 was Oh man, it was one of the worst decisions ever in 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 sports history. Yeah, in sports history, a lot of bad decisions in sports history, but that's got to rank up there probably in the top hundred, no doubt about the of all time of all sports. Anyway, Roy Jones being denied. The Olympic gold medal when he was the best fighter pound for pound on the entire team in the entire Olympics, with the exception of that glass jaw of his that hadn't been tested yet uh, professionally or in the amateur ranks because he had been knocked out in the gym. But nobody really knew about that outside of boxing insiders like myself and Sugar Ray Leonard, who was going to uh, take him on as a client at one point in time when Ray was promoting boxers back in the 1988 Olympic day, Olympic era day. Anyway, back to Roy Jones Jr. Now 65 and 9, 47 Kales. Oh boy, guess who we beat? Bobby Gunn. I've had him on the show in the past, too. Remember Bobby Gunn? He was that bare-knuckle guy that was fighting in, like in the street, and they were filming it and putting it on Facebook and all that kind of crazy stuff, and we didn't know whether the fights were fixed or whether they were real, and there were guys that were following him around. I didn't know if they were shills. They were reporting to me at ringtalk.com and here on the radio. I didn't know if these guys were, were paid shills of his. I didn't know what was going on, okay, whether this bare-knuckle stuff was real or not. But well, Bobby Gunn had engaged in some bare-knuckle fights, but this was not a bare-knuckle fight. This had the to- on 21 and seven is gun with a draw and 18 KOs. that was a chase center in wilmington delaware i don't know why they had this fight but it was on pay-per-view and guess what oh boy the 48 year old according to uh one of the leading boxing websites thrilled his many supporters by coming out victorious come on man the guy's like he's like he's 48 years old going on 90 i mean if ever there was a candidate for cte I mean, talk about chronic brain damage. If you're going to get hit, I'm not talking about getting hit in the gym, uh, getting hit in, in the ring. Just getting hit in the gym for what he was a pro since 1988, you got to figure he was an amateur six years before that. So you figure 82, 82, 2000, 82, 82, 92, 2002, 2012. You know, he's been boxing over 40 years. Roy Jones has been boxing over 40 years. That's not good. That's not good. And, of course, CTE uh, doesn't creep up on you until 10 years after this traumatic incident in which you had repetitive concussions on the same day or something like that. So they really don't know when it's going to come knocking. But guess what? There's a good indication it's come knocking. It's like smoking. One out of two, one out of two current smokers nowadays. Let me just, hear, hear me out on this one. One out of two current people that smoke right now will die of smoking-related diseases that 's a fact it doesn 't have to be cancer, but one out of two smokers a day will die of smoking related diesel doesn't th- you have to be a genius to figure this out okay and Roy Jones, if he keeps pounded on getting pounded on whether it 's in the gym, even it 's just once in a while it 's not good when you 're forty eight years old you get get your head jostled around of course Roy's been knocked out not once, not twice, but a bunch of times, okay, and knocked out to the point where you know he was knocked into another time zone, like sleeping like snoring I mean they one time they, they, we'll, maybe we'll run that tape after the uh after the break. But Roy Jones, of course, one time he was knocked out and they had to start another fight and, and fighters had to dance around him. I mean, they just couldn't get him out of the ring. I mean, Roy has been asleep a lot of times. Roy Jones, a good fighter, uh, without a doubt, maybe a great fighter in the minds of some historians will look back and say, you know, he captured a portion of the heavyweight title when he beat Johnny Louise. Yeah, well, you know what? If I was a light heavyweight, I could have beat Johnny Louise too. i John, beating Johnny Louise. Was, was no brag. Johnny Louise, or Johnny Ruiz, as I called him, I know Boston, Massachusetts, of course, got that those controversial fights with Evander Holyfield. But you know, fighting him—if I was a heavyweight, fought John Ruiz for the for the title—I'd be like, I'd be like fighting for the transgender championship. That's how much. That's how soft I thought he was. I just couldn't believe that. I mean, you know, Norman Stone was in his corner. Of course, Norman Stone screaming all those obscenities at Holyfield and the judge and the judges and and the referee in that first fight. Joe Cortez, of course, I was doing the television alongside Colonel Bob Sheridan in Las Vegas, and I was appalled. I was appalled that, that he actually he had he had I think he riled up or, or or got got referee Joe Cortez off his off his uh, center. And Cortez thought that a good body blow was, in fact, it was instead a low blow, and gave Ruiz some time to to and this and that. And, Of course, you know, impacted the judges. So at the end of the day, John Ruiz was the benefit of Norman Stone. Nothing else. And had I fought, if I'd have fought, if I'd have fought him in the Golden Gloves, I'd have won. A, if it had been for a championship, there'd have been five championships in my in, in my uh, trophy case, not just four. I kid you. I kid you not. John Ruiz was 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 a terrible heavyweight champion. Of course, Roy Jones beat him, but he was a terrible heavyweight champion. And I won't forget when we were at the Cox Arena on the UNLB campus, University of Nevada at Las Vegas campus, of course, watching fights. I think David Tua was in the ring and I yelled, Johnny Louise! Johnny Louise with an L. And he he started waving around so other people in the crowd got hip to Johnny Louise and they were yelling Johnny Louise and he was standing up and yelling. He was saying to myself, damn, I got all these fans here. No, no. We're all playing you, man, for the chunk that you are. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-759. So Bobby Gunn, hopefully he'll retire as well. But, you know, Bill Clancy stopped the fight. Bill Clancy was the referee. And, of course, you know, Bill Clancy's a, a pretty good referee. So for Bill to be in the ring with these two old guys, that's, that's sort of cool. And why do I say that's sort of cool? Is that Bill's not going to let somebody really get hurt. I mean, if you see things, see something going south – He'll stop it before it goes way, 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 way south of the border. Other guys will just sit there, you know. Some referees, Steve Smoger, my buddy, um, you know, he's he's like a like a guy reading the newspaper. I mean, think about any of those wrestling referees that don't see anything. Like he's sitting there reading the paper. Mm, what's on page four? What's on page five of the sports section? I mean, he's not watching the fight actually. Okay, but Bill Clancy, Bill Clancy's all over that. Man. I think he's a good referee, a very good referee. So give him some props for stopping this fight at the right time. So mixed martial arts, MMA. After the break, of course. USC, as well as Bellator. Bellator going tonight, of course, Matt Mitrione, the number one fan of Fallon Fox, the transsexual fighter, of course, that transferred from a male to a female and was knocking the snot out of a lot of females in an unfair, I thought, situation where she was born with a, a male's body mask, but she was taking hormones so they allow her to fight women. Yikes, I didn't think that was cool anyway. Matt Mitrioni got, got in trouble with the USC for that, and now Matt Mitrioni is with the Bellator Fighting Championship Bellator MMA. And, of course, they go tonight on Spike TV from San Jose, California with Mitriona versus Fedora Emelianenko. That, after the break, right here on Sports Byline, open phone lines. We're talking MMA, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-757. this is Ring Talk, live on Sports Byline.
7: It's Eric Newton here from Together.Guide with a Together Minute. Prenups have become such a big deal in popular culture that you can't even say the word without triggering all kinds of fears. But the truth is, everyone already has a prenup, whether they want one or not. That's because no matter where you live, there are laws about marriage and divorce. And those laws, my friends, are a default prenup. A prenup is really just a contract that says what happens during a marriage and if there's ever a divorce. If you don't create your own contract... The state steps in and applies the default marriage laws. So the question isn't whether you want a prenup. It's whether you like and, more importantly, whether you understand the one you've got. So if you're getting married, learn about the marriage laws in your state. They're not too complicated, and you owe it to yourself and your partner to know what you're promising. This is Eric Newton from the Together Podcast. To learn more about our show, visit our website at www.togetherguide. The Together Minute is brought to you by Match.com. One in three relationships start online and more start on Match than any other dating site. So if you're single and looking to meet people, you've got to get on Match. They're not only number one in first dates, but in second dates too. Meeting your Match has never been easier. Just go to Match.com together and for a limited time, you can try Match for seven days free. That's seven days completely free to search and connect with thousands on Match. So go ahead. Create your account now at Match.com together.
0: That's match.com slash together. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices.
1: That's
4: 855-325-1780. Imagine a store that lets you get anything you wanted. An HD flat screen TV, a high capacity ultra quiet washer and dryer, a complete living room set. And imagine if you didn't need a lick of credit to get it. That store simply believed in you. Imagine if they even delivered it, set it up, and serviced it at no additional cost. Well, that store exists. That's Rent-A-Center. Imagine that. No credit needed. Affordable payment plans. Delivery, setup, and service included. Imagine new possibilities at Rent-A-Center. Rental purchase transaction. See store for details.
2: Started it off. Right there, him. Right. Right. Sent to go. Right. do be
6: Three,
0: five, again six. with the head kick and the takedown. Mainer. And Edgar putting on a show. Outstanding. Wow. Amazing that Frankie Edgar was able to recover that and all. And he's Look got Manner. Oh. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Show a little bit of class. This is a man that I've spent some time talking to. Yeah.
2: Hello, Tune, of course, uh, brought to you by the Mighty Tower of Power. Huey Lewis and the News did this song. And that's where I first heard it with Huey Lewis and the News. Of course, it was part of the Dinosaur tracks. He not released for uh, like 25 years after they recorded Tower of Power uh, cuts that ended up on Rhino Records. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, last weekend, USC 208 now it's in the rearview mirror. Holly Holm lost another fight. Of course, wow, Holly now three fights in a row lost a unanimous nod across the board, 48-47 on all three scorecards. That's three to two in round. Some people thought that was a bit controversial. We'll talk about that in a minute, but Jermaine the Randomy, the chick's like 37-0 or 47-0, depending on who you talk to as a kickboxer. So she can fight standing up. Her, her thing is Muay Thai. That's her forte. I mean, that's her strength. And that's what she did for a lot of the fight. She imposed her will with a Muay Thai type of style. Now, Holly Holm, after the second round, I believe, was clocked after the bell. I mean, way after the bell. And let me tell you something about fouls. Okay, I wasn't a dirty fighter. I wasn't a dirty fighter, but I had 52 fights. And each time that I committed a foul, I did so. It wasn't an accident. It's not, these fouls are not accidents, okay? When some guy's running around the ring on me, and I can't, you know, and I'm fast, okay? And he's running around in the ring like a rabbit. Come on, man. I got three rounds to take care of this, okay? I need to step on your foot and slow you down. I need to hit you in your. I need to do something outside of the norm, outside of the box, in order to get you to conform to what I'm trying to tell you, okay? And Jermaine Duran to me is just. She hit that girl after the bell when Holly Holm was clocked after the bell and Holly Holm staggered, and the referee didn't jump in, and rookie referee, I think his name was Dick Anderson, didn't jump in and do anything. You know, I had a problem with that because I thought right there that was a game changer in my mind because you don't get – in other words, she was technically knocked out. When you lose, when you, when you buckle, when you buckle, you are being concussed. There's a, a little concussion. Ba-boom, you're being concussed, okay? Your eyes close just for a second, and then you catch – whoa, you catch yourself right away. But you are concussed. You're 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 on the verge uh, of, of a brain bleed. This is no. I mean, that's, just, that's. I'm telling you, basic medical, uh, be, basic medical. This is medical science. Okay, you just have to realize that. So the referee allowed her to fight after getting clocked like that, and I just don't know if that was safe because if she suffered a concussion at that point in time, and then you made her fight on, this is how you get the repetitive concussion syndrome, and this is how people get hurt. This is how people get permanent injuries. Okay, this referee didn't know what he was doing. In my mind. And he should have stopped that fight after the second round, right then and there. After that foul was committed, the right thing to do was to step in and disqualify Jermaine Duran and me right then and there, and give Holly. I know it's a terrible way to give somebody a championship, but you have to, you have to not set a precedent because this has been done before. But you have to let people know that if you, that if you know this is combat sports, boxing, MMA. If you step over the line, it's not progressing where you, you know, eh, we're not, we're not, doing this all the way, uh, you know, legit. No, no, this is not work stuff. This is real stuff. OK, and when you clock, when that girl got clocked, when the H- double H Holly Holm got clocked after the bell and nothing was done, I said to myself, this is it. And the fight is over. And yes, Holly Holm came back and she had some some good moments. And some people thought that she might have deserved to win 48, 47. And, and there should have been at least one point taken away from Jermaine Durandomy, But, you know, it wasn't. And that's over with. And right now, this fight's historically in the book as a unanimous nod for Durandamy, of course, a very, um, um, how can I put it? It's a rough-looking customer. She is rough-looking. I mean, she's yeah, she's a rough-looking chick. So Holly Holm, rough-looking. As well, what happened to Holly's? I mean, Holly was all the preacher's daughter, and you know, the makeup and looking fine, all this kind of stuff. She sort of looked like like argh, like she like she had fangs in this fight. I mean, she really came. She wanted to be mean in this fight, and it just didn't happen for her. And and I don't think it's fortunate. For her that she's been putting three, you know, death battles in a row. And of course, the first death battle, she picked it herself. Talk about that fight with Misha Tate. She lost that fight, but she picked it herself. You heard her promoter on the show, of course, many uh, uh Lenny Fresquez, the guy from Albuquerque, New Mexico, now, that owns his own island over there in the uh in the Hawaiian Islands. But you know, I mean, he came on the show and he said we're not happy, we're not satisfied with just beating uh, with beating Ronda Rousey, you know, of course, after they knocked out Ronda, we did not happy with that. We want to do other things. We want to fight Misha Tate. Misha Tate's the top challenger. And of course, he said this in January of last year. And of course, they fought March the 5th, UFC 196, and it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. I'm mean, talking about a rear naked choke, and it was all over as far as Holly Holm's title run was concerned. But then what they, they did, Holly Holm another favor, and they put her in with Valentina Shevchenko, who's a, a monster. She's like an incredible fighter and she lost a five round decision with her. I mean, Shevchenko is just a rough tough chick. Shevchenko's really rough. If you thought that Jermaine Ramirez to was tough, this chick is like, I mean, I think you could I think you could, you know, if you were to take out a file, a metal file that you filed on metal with, you try to file down her teeth, it would dull the file like a cartoon character. She is that tough. And of course, Valentina Shevchenko a winner we'll get to that in just a minute, but of course, the fact that you know, she was able to lose three fights in a row, Holly Holm. Now the third one to Durandamy. Ger- 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 of course, losing two fights by um mm, decision, but they're, 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 they're unanimous nods. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. She lost both those fights. So, so three in a row, is it three and you're out? Is it three and you're out? I mean, even the world of mixed martial arts, is it three and you're out? Should it be three and you're out? Think about that. Should it be three and you're out? I mean, she's lost three fights in a row, but she's lost a top-notch competition. Right. She's lost to the very best. And the USC has done her no favors. They put her in death match after death match. Well, I call it death matches. If I said, you know, there's a pretty good chance she's going to lose. And I, that, you need to get look at she needed a work fight. What I mean by work fight is she needed to fight somebody like me. Or like her promoter, Lenny Fresquez. Somebody like that. Somebody soft. She needed to fight somebody soft. Get her confidence back in the octagon. You know, and that's the way it's done. You don't build your confidence back in the gym. I mean, if you built your confidence back in the gym, Ronda Rousey would have had so much confidence, she would have beat Amanda Nunes a fortnight ago. And look what happened there. She got licked by a gray girl. Ooh, like a stamp. But anyway, at the end of the day, you know, you have to be able to put it all together. Putting the entire package together. Holly Holm wasn't able to to handle the the grappling. And, you know, she has some some issues on the ground. But, you know, when Amanda when Amanda Nunes stepped up and just showed everybody that she's like, yikes. I mean, she hits so hard and she hits with leverage. She hits from the outside with those four-ounce clubs. She boxes like, and I'm taking nothing away from her and not trying to cast aspersions on her or anything like that. Well, she boxes like a dude. She just does. She dirty fights like a dude. When I say dirty fights, dirty boxes like a dude. She just does. And... You know, when you put that into the female game, uh, how can I tell you? She's going to turn pages for a long, long time. That's why the girl now living in uh, Florida, originally out of Brazil, the only first ever USC female champion out of Brazil. Of course, USC started in Brazil back in, what, 1930, something like that. But at the end of the day, she was the very first. In fact, she beat, she beat. Christine Cyborg Santos. Now, why didn't Cyborg Santos fight for that one hundred forty-five pound, t- 40, 145 hundred forty-five pound title last week against Holly Holm? That was really the super fight. That's really the super fight everybody wanted to see. But, but, but it didn't happen. Chris, because Chris Cyborg Santos tested positive for a a heart drug, a, for a heart. It's a drug for heart failure and low blood pressure, and it's also used as a diuretic. Well, she was using it as a diuretic. But according to Dana White. The face, the mouth of the USC. She's gonna get a retroactive prescription, and the USA Anti-Doping Association will offer her a pass for that one time. So she'll be back in action pretty soon. And look for her to take on Durandomy and, and talk about a battle of uh, tough chicks. Man, but I gotta go, I gotta go with I gotta go with anybody that wants to fight Chris Burks, Chris Cyborg Santos. You go with Santos first. That's just the way it is. Like Tom Brady and, and those, those New England Patriots. Yeah, you go, you bet with them until they lose. You go with the great fighters, the good fighters, the fighters you think that are above the best. You go with them, you go with them until they lose. You don't back away. You Just don't back away. No, you back them. If you're backing them money wise, you bet them until the end. And I think if you're betting Christine Cyborg, Christine Cyborg Santos, you haven't lost any money in a long, long time. Now Holly Holm another win. You've lost three times in a row. Now the upcoming UFC event, of course, for this weekend. Hmm, not my favorite guy. Speaking of Ronda Rousey. Her sperm donor, that's what she says. She likes to get laid before fights, so she has a uh added testosterone in her. I kid you not. That's what she said. It's on the record. I'm not saying this. Some anti, some feminist is gonna some is gonna call me and say, you're, you're you're being a misogynist. No, I'm not. She said this. Look it up, Google it. Um anyway, Travis Brown, <laughs> Ronda Rousey's boyfriend, common law husband, living boyfriend, call it what you want. He's on Dara Lewis is heavyweight. And Johnny Hendricks on the co co-feature, of course. Johnny Hendricks, the former uh, champion at what was he? Yeah, one seventy welterweight at the USC. of course. He beat uh, he beat the great GSP, and of course Hector Lombard, the former you. Oh, he was a Bellator champion in middleweight, not at, at middleweight. Now back at middleweight, one eighty five, of course, having those steroid issues. If ever there was a guy that looked like he was on Flintstone vitamins. It was Hector Lombard. And what happened? He tested positive for steroids. So no no shocker there. Just no shocker. Sam Cecil is on the card. They'll be fighting at 145. Um, the rest of the card, it's okay. Check it out. I mean, it's a good fight to watch on Fox Sports 1. You've got to watch it on Fox Sports 1. Of course, the prelims start on uh, on Fight Pass. But you don't have to go to Fight Pass. You can go to places like VIPbox.tv. Did I say that fast enough? VIPbox.tv. And you can watch most of the UFC events there. And it won't cost you a dime. Now, Back to this Holly Holm card, um, her losing on the undercard. Hmm. Anderson Silva. Want to talk about the Spider? Of course, the greatest MMA fighter, Joe Rogan, the greatest MMA fighter ever. Come on, man. That, if, if he was, that was a long, long time ago. That was like when when Carter was president. I mean, that's how long he's been around. He's 42 years old now, but he won a decision in the NAMSA last week over Derek Brunson, and it was the biggest stunner I think I've ever seen. As far as USC um, on-air talent was concerned, because these guys didn't know what to say, they were writing the obituary for Anderson Silva. They were writing the obituary because he definitely lost against Derek Brunson. The guy never landed an effective strike. I think at three rounds, and Brunson outlanded him like by a hundred, a hundred strikes. And he lost the fight 29 28, two rounds of one, 29 28, and then 30 27. And some of the UFC apologists, you know, some of those people that have to toe the line, Kenny Florey, I think was one of them, and, and Misha Tate might have been another, the aforementioned Misha Tate, the former champion, uh, were saying, Well, you know, I had a 29 28 for, uh, for uh, Anderson Silva. You know, you know, Anderson Silva didn't do anything. You can't show up. Listen, showing up doesn't get you to win. Just because you show up and that spinning back kick that everybody was oohing and on about, it was blocked. Brunson blocked it cleanly. It wasn't even landed. But the crowd, the crowd jumped up. They went nuts. Okay, the crowd. Of course, a lot of these crowds in combat sports, not not the, not the smartest. Are they the under? Some of them are the undereducated. Because you don't. You gotta realize. You know, when you look at a an MMA event, you're gonna look at how you're gonna score it. Clean strikes, effective aggressiveness. I mean, octagon generalship. <clears throat> in other words, who's who's imposing the will there? And defense has to play a, a little point, a little factor in the in your scoring because you know a guy that's able and slick slick enough to bob and weave his way in outside of taking four or five punches on the way in, give him his props. The guy that takes the punches on the way in, man, careers don't last that long. Reynaldo Souza took away the um the gatekeeper. I'm talking about Tim Bosch. Took him out in a minute, take that back three minutes, 41 seconds. It was a Kumura in the very first round, but middleweight Rinaldo Souza, the guy that you better keep your eye on. He's a real guy to, uh he's explosive. He's another guy that looks like he's on Flintstone Vitamins. Glover Teixeira, of course, the former light heavyweight title challenger out of Brazil, defeated Jared Corner. That was a unanimous, not across the board. That was at light heavyweight. And Teixeira, not the best, but the best fight on the card, I thought, the best performance turned in was by Dustin Poirier when he defeated the cowboy Jim Miller, the post fight interview was great. I thought he fought good from the uh, outside as a left-handed boxer running me. A lot of me, I kid you not. Dustin Poirier, I thought, stole the show at that USC 208 event. You are tuned to Ring Talk, live, worldwide, open phone lines around the world. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-759. You are tuned to the Sports by Live Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com. I can keep going, but the bottom line is you are tuned to Ring Talk, live, worldwide from San Francisco.
0: with pedro fernandez
1: now we're feeling what not having hope feels like
3: <laughs> you know
2: <laughs> you are doing the ring talk live worldwide your inside look at the world of boxing the mixed martial arts. from the sunday edition 11 a.m pacific i'm right here on sports byline but 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 johnny taco and his all-stars tonight 10 p.m pacific i'm right here on the sports byline broadcast we were all the results of course boxing tonight on Showtime, two pretty good fights on Showtime. Of course, Adrian Broner and one of the fights. Adrian Broner, a guy that's not my favorite guy, but, you know, he fights Chubby. When you fight at Welterweight and you fight Chubby, you tend to get hurt because guys at Welterweight can fight. I don't know if this is a guy that can expose him for being a junior Welterweight fighting at Welterweight, but we'll find out tonight. That is Showtime Championship Boxing. Then, you've got Bellator MMA going on Spike TV. Of course, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Pacific Time. Matt Matriona in the main event going against the the, the last emperor I'm talking about Fedor Milenko, the former pride champion once once considered the the rage of of the ring that's when they fought in the ring over there and that's what I think he he excels at fighting in a ring now whether they're fighting a cage or not I'm not a big fan on guys fighting MMA in cages why because it's hard on the darn eyes folks when you're sitting there ringside or you're a spectator it's just a blur it's a it's a whether you've got 20 20 or 18, 18 15 15 vision I kid you not it's just a pain in the eyeballs, and most people, even when they're sitting octagon side, are looking up at the TV screen as you uh, sit there and watch. And you spend, the, if you spend four or five hundred bucks for a ticket, or maybe even more than that, you really want to spend the rest of the, most of your time looking up at the TV screen, except for, like, the highlights and, you know, the the, uh, the instant replays. Outside of that, no, you don't. Manny Pacquiao, his, uh, of course, advisor, Mr. Kantz and my man, Bob Arum, of course, are all doing fine, even though Bob Arum and not going to be promoting that fight of Manny Pacquiao in the uh, Arab Emirates, Dubai. That's interesting. We'll talk about that on Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the Sunday edition, 11 a.m. Pacific. I'm right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Until next time, keep your hands up, keep your chin down. Most importantly, keep that buddy of yours off the canvas of life. This is Sports Byline. <laughs>